Anthony Richardson could be the first quarterback off the board in the 2023 draft, could be the first overall pick in the 2023 draft, and you shouldn't be surprised by it. We're going to talk about it here today on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, and NFL 33. And talking about Anthony Richardson, who I know... Gators fans are very hit and miss on just because of what his career was like in Gainesville, you know, an insane hype. And then he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't give you that return that you were hoping for. And and that's fine because if you've been listening to this show for, I took over almost two years ago. So if you've been listening to this show since then, I've been saying the same thing about Anthony Richardson this whole time. Saying Anthony Richardson, physically one of the most physically gifted human beings on the planet. People like him don't move. People his size don't move like he does, and if they do, they don't play quarterback because they can't throw like he does. That's always been the thing. But he's wildly, wildly, wildly inconsistent. That's always been Anthony Richardson. Now he got to go to the combine, and we knew that he was going to be incredibly athletic. We knew he was going to test well. We knew he was going to light it up. I don't think we knew that he was going to come out of the combine looking like the most athletic, not even looking like he is the most athletic quarterback that has ever gone to the combine six foot four and a quarter, 244 pounds ran a 40 yard dash in 4.43 seconds. Officially that is the fourth best time for a quarterback ever running the 40-yard dash at the combine. Ever. Fourth best. Okay? That's ridiculous. Like, that is insane speed. And we we saw it. He also clocked, I think it was 23.2 miles per hour, um, which the most or the fastest that any ball carrier moved last year in the NFL was 22.11 miles per hour. So Anthony Richardson moved faster than that, obviously, in the NFL last season. They had pads on. They weren't running a straight 40-yard dash at the combine. But still, that just goes to show the type of world-changing speed that he has. Vertical jump, 40 and a half inches. That is a quarterback record for the combine. So he set the record there. A 10-foot, 9-inch broad jump, which is, again, combine record for quarterbacks. So Anthony Richardson, congratulations. You got the relative athletic score. If you don't know, you should. Um, it goes up to 10.00. And it changes every year. If people become more athletic than you, then your combine grade changes to how you go over time. But Anthony Richardson, combine grade, 10.00 relative athletic score. 
One person can get that per position. Anthony Richardson, the most athletic quarterback of all time based on his testing numbers. That's insane. Anthony Richardson is the most athletic quarterback of all time based on his testing numbers. And based on his testing numbers, he's the third most athletic person ever at the combine. Only Calvin Johnson, Megatron, one of the most talented wide receivers of all time, one of the best receivers of all time. Calvin Johnson is the most athletic player of all time based on his raw testing scores, which includes height and weight. The second most athletic player of all time at the Combine, Jordan Davis, a defensive tackle who ran a 4.7840 yard dash. It, it was ridiculous to run that fast at that size. Deserves it. Anthony Richardson is the third most athletic player at the Combine ever. Yeah. Ever beat Cam Newton, blew Cam Newton's waters out of the numbers out of the water. Cam Newton was the 10.00 RAS at quarterback before Anthony Richardson showed up. And yeah, he demolished them. Guess what else he demolished? The interview process. That's been the thing, too, where we've been hearing about Anthony Richardson at the combine specifically for the past couple of days. He only worked out at the combine on saturday that was when he did all his 40 his vert his brother that's when he did that on saturday but we've been hearing about him since what thursday was it when quarterbacks arrived that it was anthony richardson is demolishing the interview process anthony richardson is crushing these interviews anthony richardson had the best interview i've ever done said one scout so hmm he's killing it he is. First overall pick odds just a couple of weeks ago for Anthony Richardson, plus 3,000. Now, at the time of recording this, which it'll probably change by the time this releases, just because things will change that quickly, plus 500. Anthony Richardson's stock is ridiculously high right now. And we'll talk about landing spots, but I do want to talk about just why his stock is so high. Because I see Florida Gators fans, or or anybody that's not bought in on Billy Napier, I see them on Twitter going, Billy Napier had this, this freak athlete, this alien at quarterback. Billy Napier had a potential top five, a likely top five pick at quarterback, and couldn't win more than six games? Wow, he sucks. If that's your thought process, you are an idiot. That is the worst, worst logical conclusion that you can ever... Actually, it's not even logical. That is the most illogical conclusion that you can come to. Because here's the thing. Anthony Richardson, yeah, he runs a 40-yard four, a dash in 4.43 seconds. If I'm not mistaken, Percy Harvin ran it in 4.41 or 4.42. Anthony Richardson runs it in 4.43. Most athletic quarterback of all time. Just run the ball with him every play. Here's the thing. One, you can't do that. Because do you know how defenses were defending the Florida Gators at certain points? We're going to have people in the box because this is a great running team. So we're going to have people in the box so that if they run the ball, we have people there. But if they drop back to pass, you know what we're going to do? We're only going to rush three, maybe four people because we know Anthony Richardson can't throw the ball and win the game against us on most days. 
So they drop back into coverage. Where do you want him to run? Where? Because there are eight defenders usually in zone coverage so that they can watch Anthony Richardson running the ball. What, what, what did you want him to do? I'm curious. And, and what adjustment did you want Billy to make? Oh, you don't have an idea. Got it. Okay. So so do, can we debunk that stupidity now? That's moronic. He only won six games. The defense was one of the worst defenses I've ever seen production-wise and talent-wise I've ever seen in Gainesville. What, did you want him to go play safety too? Because he ran, what, three-tenths of a second faster than both of the safeties that started last year, which isn't even a knock on them. They had crappy performances, yeah, but... I don't put too much stock into the combine. There are people that will count it 14 times if they have to, to fit their narrative. But I, I'm curious, what did you want him to do? What, what did you want Billy to do? Say, hey, say, hey, R. yeah, like I know that you're, you're protecting yourself a little bit so that you don't get hurt before the NFL. I don't care. I can't win just six games with a top five quarterback. Also, it's even stupider because Anthony Richardson, everybody acknowledges the tape is bad. He's a bad passer right now. But the point of him potentially getting drafted so high is that you could have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL if you get him if you get him to his ceiling. You could have the best quarterback in the NFL on your team. That's the argument of why he's getting drafted so high. He's not getting drafted so high because he's so good right now. No matter where he gets drafted, he's probably going to sit for at least a year before he becomes a quarterback, a starting quarterback. Can, can we debunk the stupidity now? Thanks. Appreciate you so much. But where might Anthony Richardson go? I'll tell you, because I've got a few ideas that I think are perfect fits. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Built Bar. And I know that I had a comment about this the other day where I said, you know, if you're still sticking with your New Year's resolution, congrats to you. If you're not, congrats to you. I don't care. What you eat does not affect me. But I will say, that if you're trying to get in shape, if you're trying to stay in shape, if you're trying to eat just a little healthier, and if you've got a sweet tooth, Built Bar should be in your plan. And I don't care what you do or don't do. I'm just telling you what should be in your plan should be Built Bar, coated in 100% chocolate. I have a sweet tooth. That's perfect for me. But also just four net carbs, 17 grams of protein, which is awesome, and just 130 calories in most bars. That is the perfect snack, meal replacement, whatever you want to say. That's great. Also, they're finally in store. So go to built or builtbar.com or go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself built bar. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. If you want to like, subscribe, comment, review, do that. But now talking about Anthony Richardson landing spots. I can't decide. There's two spots that I think are perfect for him. Or we'll say three spots I think are perfect for him, but two are perfect in the sense where they're in that range for him to be drafted, and they are great landing spots for him. So the first one that I will start with is going to be the Detroit Lions. Uh, The Detroit Lions have currently the sixth overall pick in the NFL draft which is very early, if they think, hey, Anthony Richardson might not be there at six. They think, hey, Anthony Richardson might not be there at four. 
We need to move up to three with the Arizona Cardinals, who have already said they are very open to moving down in the draft, trading down. So, Detroit, you have the capital. You have the draft capital. You have multiple picks that can move you up three spots to number three to draft Anthony Richardson. And it's a perfect spot for him because you've got a relatively young and a reliable offensive line. So, Anthony Richardson, we get it. His escapability is awesome. His ability to create plays is awesome. But he likes to sit in the pocket and try to throw the ball. So, you've got a good offensive line to protect him. Coach security, they almost just made the playoffs with a roster that is not an is, that is not a playoff roster. So, they almost just made the playoffs with a roster that is not playoff worthy. That's awesome. They're secured for at least 2 years. You've got that. And with Anthony Richardson and Detroit, there's no pressure to become an immediate starter. They love what they have with Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is one of the best, I don't want to call him a bridge quarterback because I do think he's an average starter, maybe slightly above average. But Jared Goff might be one of the best quarterbacks you could possibly learn from in the NFL right now, especially if you're Anthony Richardson where mobility, you've got it. Athleticism, you've got it. You have all the traits but accuracy has been an issue for you. And dealing with criticism is something that Anthony Richardson's had to do and will probably continue to have to do. Jared Goff has been so insanely heavily scrutinized. Anthony Richardson and Jared Goff would be a perfect mix and match there. Another team that has relatively young offensive line, not even relatively, a pretty young offensive line, a quarterback, assuming he gets re-signed, that has been heavily scrutinized and dealt with that and is, again, average to above average. Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith. If they re-sign Geno Smith, this is the same situation as the Detroit Lions, except I will say probably less coaching security. And that's not that I think Pete Carroll is going to get fired. It's that Pete Carroll is very old and could retire at any moment. And roster-wise, I think you probably have worse older players than Detroit, but your younger players are better than Detroit's younger players for the most part. So again, Anthony Richardson, perfect landing spot for him. Detroit, Seattle, based on team, like, like roster fit, coaching fit, draft capital. The team that I think is the perfect fit for him, perfect fit for Anthony Richardson, minus having the draft spot right now where you'd have to give up a lot to get him, the New York Giants. Uh, the New York Giants right now are currently selected are currently selecting 26th overall. That's a big jump to go from 26 to the top five to go get him. You're going to have to give up multiple first-round picks, which you might be willing to do. Probably have to give up day two picks, which you might be willing to do. And, and that's that. But coaching staff-wise... There isn't a better coaching staff fit for Anthony Richardson than the New York Giants. And I've been saying that for a long time. Brian Dable helped Josh Allen become Josh Allen. And I've been saying Anthony Richardson is like Josh Allen when he was coming out of Wyoming since he was a backup. So that's a perfect fit for you. Mike Kafka wasn't the one that helped Pat Mahomes become Pat Mahomes. But Mike Kafka was there to see how Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes. He was on the staff for a bit. That's also an awesome fit to be able to see that. And the offense is very run quarterback friendly because if Daniel Jones can operate it, Anthony Richardson could probably operate it. 
But again, you would need to give up a lot to go get him. Some other teams that could go uh, are all in Southern divisions, AFC South, Tennessee, and Indianapolis are both great spots. Again, job security for the coach is a big thing. And I keep bringing that up because we always hear stories about, oh, this quarterback like had a good rapport. He was a fit for his coach. That coach got fired or that coach left, and then they weren't a match. You saw it happen with the Arizona Cardinals. They drafted Josh Rosen, I think it was 10th overall, one year. Steve Wilkes got fired. Yeah, Steve Wilkes, I'm pretty sure it was. Steve Wilkes got fired. Cliff Kingsbury came in and then drafted Kyler Murray immediately. So that's like he's the prime example there in Josh Rosen. So you, you want to avoid that. Tennessee, not firing Mike Vrabel. Highly doubt that's going to happen. Indianapolis just hired Shane Steichen. So that's a possible fit. Shane Steichen's offense, very quarterback friendly. Look what Jalen Hurts did this year. Very quarterback friendly. And they are currently picking, guess what? Fourth overall. That's right in range for AR. Tennessee, you're up at 11, so you'd have to move up to go get him. But your offensive line and run game are complementary to him. You've got a good defense that's just missing a few pieces. Great. And no pressure to start. No pressure to start there. So another awesome fit. And the final great fit, Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are currently selecting ninth overall. They just hired Frank Reich, who's a great quarterback coach or a great quarterback developer. You've got Josh McCown, who just played quarterback for like 600 years and is now your quarterback coach and was getting head coach interviews. So he's probably not going to be there for long, but you've got Josh McCown on staff. The development should be awesome for Anthony Richardson. You've got a good and you got a good end young, we'll say, receiving group and offensive line combined. That's awesome. And you've got a solid run game. So perfect fits for Anthony Richardson. But we're going to shift gears here because now we're going to talk about who's going to be in Gainesville for 2023. Florida Gators started spring practice on Saturday. And yes, we know Andy Jean did well. We know Arliss Boardingham did well. That's not what I'm focusing on right now because, again, it, it was the first practice of spring. If people did well or poor, doesn't mean that's going to carry over. What we are going to talk about are some of the uh, interesting roster notes because Friday evening, we'll say, Florida updated the roster online. I'm not talking about jersey numbers. We and Jamarcus Weston moving from wide receiver to safety, which is awesome or Scooby Williams moving from linebacker to edge, which is funny because I talked about Scooby Williams playing edge, but I meant it as he's an inside linebacker that you can line up on the edge occasionally. Uh, I talked about that a few weeks ago, and then, no, he's just straight up an edge rusher now, which is probably good for him and his development because when you look at who else was in front of him in the linebacker room, at Mike, he was probably going to be behind both Derek Wingo and Taraja Mitchell, so he'd be the third inside linebacker, not going to play a ton. If you look at his possibility playing Will, then you're going to be behind Manny Nunnery, Shamar James, and maybe do Spurlock. And so that's also not promising for, for you at Will. So it makes sense for Scooby to go play Edge, which is also an interesting thing. But Desmond Watson kind of kind of took the, the storm there because he opened camp listed at 449 pounds. I know that last month he's like, hey, I'm down to 385. It could be true that the last time he weighed himself, he was 385, and, and he and he hadn't weighed himself in a long time, and so he gained a lot of weight back. That could be true. 
uh, more likely it was just that it was inaccurate to say 385. And I said, maybe they put the wrong weight. Like maybe they put it because it said that he was weighed on 227, so February 27th. Maybe they put his weight from 227 last year. But Nick De La Torre said it is not an error. He said it's not an error that he's listed at 449. So, wow. Um, curious to see what he opens the season at. Curious to see how he's moving. He's all he's gonna lose weight. Like we know he's losing weight. He's going to be playing spring football in Gainesville, Florida. And then he's going to be going through fall camp and workouts in Gainesville, Florida during the summer. So he's going to lose weight. Curious to see what he opens the season at. Curious to see how he moves. Curious to see just how he's used and how he plays at whatever weight he plays at. Um, but another eye-popping weight change was Miguel Mitchell, who last season, I believe was a three-star safety, um, true freshman, ended up starting a game at star, ended up playing considerably well when he did get uh, playing time. But last year, he opened camp at six foot one, 203 pounds as a true freshman. A year down the line, He's gained 19 pounds, six foot one, 222 pounds at the start of spring ball. And I know I tweeted this. I've talked about it before. Internally, I've been told they view him as probably the best safety on the team. That's incredibly high praise. A great jump just in his physical form. And that clearly shows that he is dedicated and motivated because it's not like he looks like he gained 19 pounds of fat. Like he, he gained weight and he gained muscle. And you can see that when you just look at Miguel Mitchell. So Miguel Mitchell has gained 19 pounds. He is likely going to be getting significant playing time as a safety, whether he is starting or coming rotationally, he is likely going to see significant playing time as a safety, which is going to be awesome for him and his development. And I know that he's got a big fan base there now that loves him. And I am one of them that wants to see him succeed and thrive. We are going to switch to the offensive side of ball to the offensive side of the ball though here. And I wanted to talk about Dante Xanders first because I didn't realize how insane the weight fluctuation was for Dante Xanders in his now sixth year in Gainesville. 2018, uh, he was six foot five the entire time. So I'm not going through the weight, but or I'm not going through the height. I'm only going through the weight, but six foot five the entire time. 2018. 253 pound tight end 2019 252 pound tight end 2020 287 pound defensive lineman he gained 35 pounds from 2019 to 2020 2021 he gained another four pounds 291 pound defensive lineman 2022 he lost 29 pounds 262 pound tight end 2023, lost another 21 pounds, 241 pounds tight end. That is an insane thing to put your body through year after year with, with massive weight changes. And that's that 2019 to 2020 to 2019 to 2020 gained 35 pounds. 2021 to 2022 lost 29 pounds. Then from last year to this year, lost another 21 pounds. That is ridiculous. He's lost, what, 50 pounds since 2021? 
that's insane to put your body through that. And so that's just, and it's awesome for him. Like kudos to him. That's that's insanely impressive. I'm curious to see now this year how much quicker or faster he looks compared to last season because he's lost 21 pounds. I'm curious to see how he's going to look blocking if he looks worse or weaker as a blocker and running routes. Are you going to be quicker? Are you going to be are you going to be significantly quicker? Are you going to be significantly faster? I need to see that as well because he should be a much more balanced tight end now. You you would think, right? Another two guys who we're going to talk about the quickly the receiver room, Marcus Burke, 6 foot 4 the entire time, showed up in 2021 at 187. Next year he lost 4 pounds, so last year he was 183 pounds. This year gained 12 pounds, 195 pounds. He looks like he's trying to get ready to replace Xavier Henderson as as that tall, fast, bigger wide receiver. But another tall, fast and big receiver Caleb Payday Douglas, who I am a huge fan of. I said this last season, before the season, I was like, hey, he should be playing at the X. He is going to be playing at the X this year. Six foot three, 191 pounds, a true freshman last year. This year, open spring camp, six foot three, 203 pounds. So Caleb Payday Douglas getting great size there, looking like he's going to eventually replace. Justin Shorter as the X receiver. We'll see what happens with with, uh, Jaquavian Frazier this year. Marcus Burke looking like he's getting ready to replace Xavier Henderson. We'll see what happens with him this year. But insane weight change. It's also just crazy because I feel like we never saw this insane weight change under Dan Mullen, except for Dante Sanders. I I feel like most people would be like, oh, like, you know, 10, maybe 15 pounds. Dante Sanders gained insane weight under Dan Mullen, lost weight and lost a lot of it and is now dropped down 50 pounds since Billy Napier got hired, which is ridiculous. But it, it's awesome to see the strength and conditioning staff really getting into it. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators as spring ball continues to go on. For your second listen, check out Lockdown SEC hosted by Chris Gordy, Sports 790, to get the best coverage on the best conference within the best university. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, and NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow.